What is up, flock and friends? Welcome in to the corkscrew section of the emotional roller coaster that is Forward Madison fanhood. Uh, <laughs> I am your host, Rob Chapel of Madison 365. Joining me in the co-pilot seat today, the hardest working man in Wisconsin sports podcasting, Kyle Carr. Kyle, how you doing? You know, I'm in a much better room now. Um, <laughs> coming back, c- going, coming out for a win, because the last time I was here, I'm pretty sure Ford Madison lost, and I was just not the n- happiest person. No, um, so now to, to come out for a win, <laughs> it makes things a lot easier. As, and especially such an em- emphatic and eventful win that included a moment that I don't think anybody's seen since Watford versus Leicester City 2013. Uh <laughs> And that's one of those where it's like you just see like a clip of it on YouTube or like you saw right. it, like it's a clip like but to see it happen in real time that that's a whole yeah different. and we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that yes. whatever, whatever else we're talking about but um, wherever you're listening to this to us today give us a rating give us a review uh, subscribe follow whatever you got to do uh, keep us in the top of those feeds and uh, we uh, uh, are feeling good obviously uh, we're gonna talk to a little bit of a little bit of tease a little bit of news. Uh, then we'll get we'll dig into this fabulous game. Um, first big burning question, Kyle. What do we think of the new home kit? It's growing on me. It's it, it's growing yeah. on me. I I know it's kind of tough because I feel like the home kit's always going to have to have the sash. Like that's just a non-negotiable at this right. rate. Yep. But yep. what you do surrounding it is always what's going to make it interesting. I do like the pattern design. It definitely like said caught me caught me off guard at first. But overall, it looks really good. I love the previous home kit. I liked how it was mm-hmm. the light blue and then the dark blue sleeves and how they kind of yep. inversed it. Yep. So it's one of those where it's going to grow on me. And I know that the more I look at it and the more I see it, it's going to look really good. And I think the back, um, having it, the back is really what threw me off the most because I was like, oh, okay, so it's just a giant space where if you put a name and number, then it doesn't look weird. But if you tell that, I'm like, okay, this is a little odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's when it's just us wearing it around, it looks weird. But, like, for players, it doesn't. Right, um, the players yeah. look great. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. That's what, what, what happened when I started for it. I was like, okay, very, very nice kit. It's always going to be a nice kit. Uh, but at the same time, I thought the Chevron maybe was a little bit busy. Uh, and thinking, like, of the really cool, wacky kits that we do, the, the smoke the pink smoke kit that's the away kit this year, the the pink ink from last year, the reversible from a couple of years ago. Um, it almost like those work better if your home kit is just really classic mm-hmm. and kind of not, not, not basic exactly, but like classic and clean. So to have that sort of the Chevron pattern was almost a bit too much for me for a home kit, but seeing it on the field on Saturday night, it did look pretty, pretty sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's one of those where I, I liked how the badge is also raised. I think that's a big because I know they did the oh, last yes. one. Yeah, I one. really like that just because it makes it just feel like more I'm trying to think. It just feels like a bigger deal. It just feels more almost authentic, like kind of mm-hmm. like a this is something that you would like search through eBay to find because there's only like a limited quality kind of thing. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Um, one other one other news item that, that popped up. Uh, Early uh, earlier this week is that um, Ford Madison has partnered partnered with Exact Sciences, uh, which is a, a company here in Madison that got made fun of on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Wait, yeah, what? When, when, yeah, no. When when Woody Harrelson was hosting Saturday Night Live, they did a whole sketch about you know what Exact Science does is early detection of colon cancer, which requires a type of home test that is not, you know not particularly tasteful but also perfect it's a necessary test it's necessary it's absolutely necessary it's absolutely excellent work that they do but it's also perfect for 12 year old boy humor which is exactly what that whole sketch was but anyway the exact sciences beyond all that has always been a very um a very community oriented company they've been a, a real strong supporter of madison 365 for years they've been you know uh real champions of equity uh and inclusion so what they're doing with ford madison they bought 20 tickets for every Ford Madison home match to be donated to local youth-focused nonprofit organizations so kids who maybe couldn't come, afford to come to a game can come. They are sponsoring 30 kids to participate in Ford Madison summer soccer camps, which are – my kids have gone to those camps. They're good camps, uh, and um, they're not really, really expensive, but they're you know still out of reach for a lot of folks. So uh, Exact Sciences is helping with that, and they're sponsoring – 
18 different nonprofits to come to Fort Madison matches and promote their causes and participate in on-site fundraising. So um, as always, Fort Madison, always commitment to the community. And, and there's one more thing. Yeah. There's also, they're going to have a teacher appreciation oh, night. Right. So all community educators will receive a ticket for a match that Fort Madison has as well, thanks to exact sciences. So that's also yep. a pretty nice thing where it's not just for the kids, but also, you know, teachers as well. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So good, good on them. Good on Fort Madison. Good on exact sciences uh, for that. Uh, one other thing we mentioned before we dig into this game is that uh, we are doing this thing this season where we're going to do it's going to be me and Kyle mostly uh, talking about the match and talk about some other things tonight today and then on Thursday we're going to drop a, an interview in your feed and that's this week that's going to be with um, the guy who had a hell of a good game that ended early uh, Jaden Onan is going to join us on Thursday so watch your feed uh, watch your feed for that so let's get into it we are last week we were wallowing this week we are basking this was a very, very fun game to be at, Kyle. It was just, and, and re-watching it, it was one of those games where I can't remember the last time in a USL League One match that Ford Madison was on, like, just dominated from the opening whistle. We've seen stretches right. where, you know, maybe they go down a goal and they kind of get it, like, get it together. Or they like start that. really well and fall apart. But this was one of those where, from start to finish, it felt as though it was not a matter of if Ford Madison would win, but just more of a, how do they go about it? Mm -hmm. Like when, like when, how, and why was more the yeah. style. So right. just from like the opening minute. <laughs> opening minute, Mitch Osmond has a header saved by the keeper. Like we, 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 in Lexington, we didn't, we, uh, we scored, we had how many shots that weren't on target? like 16 or something 16 shots and like only two on target something like that and and against chicago house we had like 30 shots and the only the only ones that were on target went in were those two that went in uh this we had a shot on target in the first minute of the game which is a great great start not uh, what you're used not what we're used, not to, we're used to no uh no but but with that and the, the nice thing is you, you come into this game thinking like are these guys gonna this could go one of two ways they could be still kind of hanging their heads after that loss to Chicago House, uh, or they could come out with a chip on their shoulder. And I think it was the latter, right? And they were yeah, ready to go, yeah. and they were ready to to push, and they were ready to dominate. Um, and then uh, only a couple of minutes later, Jacob Kroll shows why he's a defender. Um, uh, well, well, he he actually he actually had a chance first, yeah, a good chance <laughs> that was saved, and then a couple minutes later. Uh, <laughs> uh, keeper goes up for a ball. I don't remember who from Madison was going for the ball. Was contest? Was it Derek? Maybe was, uh, was contesting I for think the ball. It was Derek Amaro was one of those two with the with the goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper did not get it, and it fell to Jacob Crawl's foot, and from the top of the six yard box, somehow he shanked it over an open net, which was uh. <laughs> Cool look, you know, cool chance, and it's like everybody stands up, and then it goes, oh, okay. So that's the kind of night it's going to be. That's not the kind of night it was, but it was a moment <laughs> for Jacob. It was Crawl. one of those where I think even he probably didn't expect it to be that wide open and fall right to him. He was probably well, it's like, almost like it's almost like it's, yeah, yeah. It's almost like this. This is too much. This is too easy. <laughs> but anyway but after that initial push we had four corners in the first five minutes five corners in the first five minutes which is that tells you something right but they did they did kind of um settle in for a little bit um but then uh the 12th minute it was only 12 minutes in that madison got on the board which um this this built from the back which is something we've seen madison do this year uh timmy mail starts it with a nice long ball to christian cheney um and then Cheney does a nice job. He's he's so big and strong that he had a guy on his back, you know, and was able to hold up um, on the right hand side. Get a, get the ball to Jaden, uh, who man, did he have a good night? Um, and uh, uh, Jaden Onan puts the ball up toward uh, Mora Chichero. Now Daniel Wu, the defender for Greenville, who who really had a rough night. I was going to say, both the Greenville defenders, um, it was not a yeah. good night for them. That not, back three not the best not. night for them. <laughs> I mean, we should mention that they haven't won a game. They haven't 
had a point yet. Like they have lost every game they played. And there's some defensive vulnerability here. Daniel Wood gets caught ball watching a little bit and leaves Derek Ebhart kind of unmarked on the back post. And um, Tyler Pollock, who's been with Greenville forever, everybody knows who Tyler Pollock is. He gets ahead to it, which is what he's got to do. And it pops right over to Derek and Derek just nods it in nice and easy. And uh, all of a sudden it's, it's one nil. Yeah. It was one of those where it kind of, it was kind of like with crawl. It's like all of a sudden you're in the spot. It's like, Oh, how is this? This, this seems too easy. Once again, (laughs) and Derek gets his head to it. And you know, it's one of those where it's just very fortunate and very opportunistic for Ford Madison. Like Pollock does exactly what he needs to do. He sees the ball coming. He sees Mar right there. He's got to win the header. If he doesn't, Mar probably gets a free header near post. Right. So right. The fact that Pollock gets in, it's like, okay, good job. Do what you do. And then it just loops and you have this unmarked Madison player and the keepers in no man's land. Like, it worked out yeah. perfectly. And I feel like those are kind of some of the things that with, even though, yes, it's frustrating with four bats, it gets all these shots and they can't convert at the same time. Something that we didn't see last year was, moments like this where it's like guys mm-hmm. are in the right spot where even if the mm-hmm. shot doesn't, even if the initial plan doesn't go work, they're in spots where they can take, still take advantage. And, you know, Derek being available unmarked in the box. That's something that we probably don't see last year, right. you know, right. mostly possibly because the cross doesn't even get to the right guy. And he <laughs> lives it. But at least now it's like, Hey, it's not it, maybe not the first go around, but definitely by the second or third, we're going to figure we're going to get the chances. It's going to fall into our lap. Yep, exactly right. Um, and Madison did keep it up. There wasn't much of a threat from Greenville uh, in the first half, partly due to some really good defending. Uh, that that even even when Greenville was able to create a chance, um, it didn't feel particularly threatening. Right, our, our guys were able to just either usher a ball. Uh, out to the end line, um, or or block a shot. Uh, they there were a lot of shots that Greenville was taking from outside the box that our guys just hammered away, uh, which is nice to see. But um, and it was it remained one nil up until almost halftime, and uh, and we we get another we get our second goal on a counter attack, which is not again not something we we did see a few with uh, Cassini had a few very nice counter attack t- attacking goals last season. Um, but, uh, but Madison has been, it, it seems to have wanted to be the team in possession for the most part, rather than the sitting back and countering. Um, uh, but this game was a little different that they, they did end up countering a bit more than, than usual. Um, but this one starts with Jacob crawl getting a perfectly timed slide tackle at the top of the box on Noah Pilato, uh, which is you got you got to be brave if you're inside the box doing that. You got to do it. You got to time it right, obviously. Um, but then uh, Derek Ebert picked up a loose ball, and then it's a very very nice, like you draw it up when you're coaching kids soccer about a given go up the side <laughs> from Gebhardt to Jaden, back to Gebhardt, back to Jaden, all the way up the left side. And Greenville's defenders are like all facing their own goal, desperately running backwards. You know, running, running, facing your own goal, running toward your own goal is never a good position to be in if you're a defender. Um, and but all the whole way, Moro Chichero is running up the center channel, uh, calling for the ball, right? He's got his hand up the whole way. Um, and he could see that he had that. And and Onan made that overlapping run, got the ball, actually carried it into the box rather than to the corner. So the, the, the cross was a little bit easier and put it on a plate exactly six feet, four inches off the ground. Moro Chichar did not have to jump for this at all. And uh, Stephen Payne was there with him too. And it was just an easy redirect and in, and uh, it's two nil going into the half. It, yeah. It was one of those where, and I'm going to slightly drift the Premier League. Liverpool scored a goal like this literally today, where I was like, win the ball outside the box, you get it. And it's just one, two between your left winger and more and your left wing back. Just going back and forth, puts it across to get to the top. And, you know, you have, if you're giving someone an open net and they're clinical enough, and with Morrow, it's like he, did, like you said, he didn't have to jump. He just needed to be there. And that was one of those where I think it, Ford Madison out Greenville, Greenville, 
Like that's the weird part. Like this is what you would see Greenville do so many times in the past where they would be compact defensively. They would wait for you. They would try and draw you out and then you would go out and kind of get those opportunities. And this time Ford Mattis was able to do that. And I I think we also saw just the speed that that counterattack can happen at. I mean, Jaden is really, really fast with and without the ball. Derek is really fast with or without the ball. Marl Shashiro for being six, four, pretty quick for himself so it was mm-hmm. kind of one of those and he was calling for it way before yeah and then you have Stephen Payne on the other side it's like you have guys and we'll talk about more with the fourth goal but it is one of those where they had the opportunity they kind of saw that chance and it was just get the ball and go and Greenville just did, I, I don't know if they just didn't expect it to happen just because Madison normally would be on the possessive side of things I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just one of those where Greenville just tried committing too many forward. It, it was interesting just seeing how flat-footed they were in transition. They were and really they, and, and Ford Madison just being able to take that with – just take it and run with it. And again, great cross by Jaden. Can't say more about – like, you can't ask for more yeah. out of that cross. <laughs> um, so – it, it was it was a numbers game, and then it turned into all you all you got to do is just put the ball somewhere, and someone's going to get it. And Morrow's right there, if not him. Stephen Payne was right there, yep. and it was again the maybe is, I think it's just the quality that we see from these guys when they're on the ball, um, a quality and a confidence that if, if, during Lexington and Omaha we saw in spurts, but now this seems to be the. They're really putting it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Now, so so it's it's two uh, 0 at halftime. Uh, Timmy Mel comes out at halftime for Sam Brotherton. Um, I, I've completely forgot to ask Matt about this after the match um, because there's so much else to talk about in the second half. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I did see Timmy Mel did have one pretty bad giveaway at the back where he tried to he was trying to play it across. He tried to play a pass across and just gave it away. Uh, to a Greenville player who nothing came of it. Um, but other than that, I, I thought he was doing fine. Did you did you see anything that would require a sub, or do you think it was just a normal just a minutes management kind of sub? I think it was also management because he played – did he play a lot of minutes in the Open Cup? I was trying to remember because I know Mitch and – I think he, Mitch came on, and I don't know if Timmy came on with him. Um, yeah, I think I think he did. Um, okay. And, and Brotherton played too in that one. Um, yeah, I, yeah, so yeah. Brotherton yeah, came Mel off. Did, the, Mel did probably yeah. play a lot of minutes in that. So, um, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, it was, it was. It was. I made note of it only because Matt, in the previous several matches, had used so few subs. So it was a little bit unusual to see a halftime substitute this year for Matt. Um, but probably nothing to it. Um, now we know from that Tuesday night match, and from soccer history immemorial that a two nil lead is very dangerous yes right uh because um and just two minutes in the second half we saw why uh because uh no pilato um it gets a ball uh gets a just a little pass across the top of the box um isidro martinez is, is defending him it wasn't bad defending really but he did kind of overrun it got himself leaning a little bit which allowed you know, pull out of just a half yard of space to turn. He makes a very, very nice turn on that ball. And just, he didn't, I don't even think he looked up. I think he just curled it with his left foot. And there was not a, not a thing Burn could do about it. And he just tucked it into the upper 90. And, um, you know, what do you say? I mean, nice job, Noah. I, it was yeah, a was... Like, what? Not much you could do about it. Like, it was a good turn. Yeah, Cello didn't do anything that it's not as though he got burned or anything. He probably did the right thing. You know, uh, Pilato yeah. was what the direction Pilato was facing at the time. Cello did the right thing to make sure to stay in front of him. Yep. It was a good turn and then just took the and shot. Immaculate. And it's one of those immaculate where shot. you can't do anything about it. You just go, you applaud it and you just say, well, shoot, that was a really good shot. And <laughs> you kind of just accepted him like in the, not right, really you can't right. point finger it's not like a point fingers kind of thing it's just say all right well that's a bummer but that was pretty good <laughs> yeah but 
But then you're like, oh boy, here we go again. But, right. Yeah. Then you, it, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, this, this is going to be stressful. This is right. Exactly. This is going to be another stressful second half. Um, turned out to be less so because only um, two minutes. Two minutes later. Well, one minute later, Jade Nonan got in behind and had a shot on Mazzola, the, the game of goalkeeper who made this brilliant save on it. But another minute after that, um, Madison gets on the board again. Again, built all the way from the back. This one wasn't accounted. This was built from the, the back where Osmond uh, gets the ball up to Cello. Um, and the, the the ball that Cello put up through to Stephen Payne threaded a needle between two defenders. It, it was just a beautifully weighted pass that just threaded the needle. Um, now, again, Daniel Wu for Greenville caught ball watching a little bit. So Stephen is, is coming up the right-hand side into the box. The entire Greenville back line drifted to their left towards Stephen Payne and um, Derek Eppard is all by himself at the back post. Again, I don't know how this, how that happened more than once. I hope John Harks is pointing that out on film for Greenville to take of Greenville. <laughs> but, um, but Stephen puts a cross in and rather than pop it up, he puts it low, he puts it low across the ground and Daniel Wu uh, scored for us. Um, so Greenville scored twice in two minutes, once for them, once for us. Uh, but if if then if if he doesn't get a foot to that ball, if he you know he's trying Derek to clear it obviously, yeah. but if he doesn't, Derek is all by himself with an open net. So it, it was a it was probably going to be a goal either way. Um, but again, it's it's just a, a that's kind of like the first goal we had, where you put a ball in a dangerous spot and something good might happen. Yeah, and it was I mean the damage for Agriva side it was already done once that pass came through to Stephen Payne because. Oh, yeah. At that point, I thought Stephen Payne was going to shoot it. I was like, he's going to just blast it near post. <laughs> like, I, I was right behind the goal, and I saw him. I was like, he's just going to blast it near post, and then he puts in the cross, and I see a ball go into the net, and I'm just like, oh, that was okay. That worked, but it was, it was one of those where, again, late runners, guys being where they're supposed to be causes problems for the Greenville defense and a little bit of ball watching. Yes. I'm sure Harks definitely on, I was going to say today because their flight, they had some flight issues leaving Madison. Um, so right, probably right. today had a good, a uh, good discussion about what happened. And uh, again, it was just one of those where for a team that characteristically was known for being very solid at the back, just lost all composure and just seemed to be, not able to cope with four mass and speed. Well, and and now, and I wonder if the if the tactical formation had anything to play by this because we do have we are playing basically when 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 the opposition is in possession, it's kind of a it's four four two or four three three, and and as soon as we have possession, it, uh, Stephen Payne becomes a midfielder and he's way yeah. up the right hand side. Um, so you get almost end up like a like a either like a five, three, two or a three, five, two to have a lot of define the wingbacks. Uh, but the, the effect of that is, is we are, we're outnumbering them in the midfield. Um, Greenville did try this three at the back thing, which maybe that was a mistake. I don't know. Um, but we, but like you said, repeatedly, um, they just couldn't cover their numbers or our pace going forward. Right. And they, and they, and they looked disorganized. Like they just didn't look like they didn't know what quite what to do with, with us in their own box. It was very strange. And it was just one of those where that it was kind of the moment where I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to be Ford Madison's night just because yes, right. you allow that goal. You're getting flashbacks. You're thinking, Oh boy, this is going to be stressful. And then just to immediately have a reply. Right. It's right. just a mental. It, it, it kind of showed a mentality thing where it's like, again, yeah. last year that does not happen that and this game ends up becoming a draw or maybe a loss. I don't know, mm -hmm. but we don't, you don't feel that same confidence. Well, with this team and yes, it is early, but again, all signs point to, they have the system. They're going to create, if they keep creating the chances, the chances will convert. And I mean, I wasn't expecting the next goal to be how that would go about it, but <laughs> <laughs> let's get to that next goal. The, the greatest, 15 second period in the history of soccer. We'll come to next. Now, uh, it was, it was actually, if you, if you watch the game, it's not any of the highlights, but you have to actually watch the game again to see the sequence that led up to the penalty call. I don't know if you saw it. You were at the other end of the field, right? 
I, I was initially, um, like I said, I rewatched the match uh, yeah. just like on demand, but initially I was behind the goal in the flock end. Right. So, and I was, I was walking to go pick up my, I had, I, I brought my kids, so I bought tickets. So I didn't pick up my media credential until like then until like mm-hmm. after halftime. So I was walking over to the ticket office to get that when I looked over and I see them lining up for a penalty. So I did not see what was happening, but upon rewatch, you see, it was a very strange sequence that Daniel Wu puts a very nice ball into the Madison box, looking for Jacob Lafowitz, who is standing right on the penalty spot. And Mitch like pushed Mitch Osmond, like pushed him out of the way, like with his hands on, on Lafowitz's back. Lafowitz didn't go down or anything. Mitch just moved him out of the way, tried to head the ball out, almost scored an own goal, hit burn Shipman in the face. It went off Shipman's face into the post and out. Uh, and uh, the referee pointed to the spot for a penalty. I assume because the, the, the commentators were like, was, did he hit it with his arm or why is there even a penalty? I believe it was because of the, of the push. Which I still think that was kind of ridiculous. Like it, it was, it was, pr- it's, it's harsh. Like, I don't know if that's, right. if that's a thing you, I don't know if you call a penalty for that. No, um, and, and the thing is, like, both players, on a ball like that, both players have a right to the ball. Yeah. And if you go in shoulder to shoulder, you're never going to get called on that unless you're throwing an elbow, right? But you walk up, you come up behind somebody, physically move their body out of the way to get the ball before the ball comes. I can, I can see the argument that that's a foul. I don't think that's a penalty. And it is also one of those where it didn't feel as though – it's one thing if Mitch would have just came, like – Barely in and just knocked right. over. No. Like, yeah, okay, just, fine. It was just to move him out of the way to get the ball. He didn't yeah. push him down. There's no nothing violent about it. Um, I can I can see the case to be made that he he put his hands out and uh. moved him out of the way to get the ball, which technically not legal. But again, both players have a right to the ball. So anyway, it was I, weird. I will say for watching it because I didn't see it hit burn in the face. Like all I saw, I saw the ball hit the post. That was the and then it's just bouncing weird. around, and then the ref blow. I hear a whistle blow, so I'm and I saw some players moving around. I was like, oh okay, like maybe it was an, like maybe it ended up in the net, mm-hmm. whatever. And then everyone's just guarding around. The I see Mitch is like pointing again. I'm like, yeah, Mitch is like no making, arguing his case. But and then all of a sudden everyone's lining up for penalty. I was like, wait, what happened? What happened? And that's what. So I thought it was a handball. I thought when Mitch tried getting it, it went off his arm. And I thought it was a handball call. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. And everyone in Brownlee is kind of thinking the same thing. Like, well, that sucks. But I guess it was a handball. But no one knew what happened. It was, it was a foul, a penalty, and almost an own goal, which was, yeah. was all very weird. Anyway, so I'm I'm saying there on the uh, – and, and this is this is a one of those moments that is – you will always remember where you were because <laughs> I was saying at the end of the, at the end of the bleachers uh, near the, like near where the concessions are. And I, and I see them lining for a penalty and I thought, okay, well, I, I'm going to try to get video of this just in case burn makes the save. Yeah. And then I can tweet that video and say, and with feel the burned as the tweet. Right. Uh, and not thinking he's actually going to do it, but just, just in case you'd be ready. So I'm filming and I'll be damned if he doesn't make the save. He dives the right way. He it makes a kick save with his leg. The penalty wasn't that good. It wasn't taken no. particularly well. Uh, but you still got to save it, and that's not easy to do. Um, and and then Christian Cheney, of all people, throws himself into the box and clears it out. Uh, it falls to who else but Daniel Wu, uh, who then Jaden takes it right off his foot. And He's off and running and just, I mean, bang, bang, bang. And it's literally six on one against poor old Tyler Pollock <laughs> <laughs> and going at full speed and, and, Ch- and Cheney just barreling, uh, running past defenders like they're standing still. I don't know why they had nine guys up on a penalty. That was weird. Um, but <clears throat> in any case, we'll take it. He's got cello on his left. He's, as you mentioned, Jaden is very fast, even with the ball at his feet. Uh, Cheney on his right, and then uh, Derek just a little bit behind him, and Aiden Macias and Stephen Payne all cruising down the field, uh, and Tyler Pollock with this eyes getting big, and um, Jaden just plays a nice easy ball into the Cheney's try of Cheney, 
Uh, Tyler Pollock puts his arm up, is looking at the wrong assistant referee, trying to get an offside call. That was his last. That was the only defense he could do at that point. <laughs> yeah, he's just like maybe they'll call offside, and I can open. They are going to do. Oh, Tyler put his hand up. Must have been offside. No, he's not going to do that. So Jamie takes one one touch, buries it with his left. Game over. Fucking must have been very very noisy. It's funny because we were, and I was right by Kelly Ferguson, and we were all celebrating the penalty save. Like everyone's going right. wild to celebrate the penalty. We never even got to do the feel the burn chant because we were right. <laughs> we see that we're celebrating the penalty, and we next thing you look up, and there's just blue rotting at us. And we're like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> okay. The, the flying V from Mighty Ducks. Like <laughs> it, it was truly a V of blue just coming at you. And then there's a ball coming towards my face, which is a good thing for me. Because, like I said, if I, if I was behind the goal. So the ball's coming to my face, it's going in the net. <laughs> So uh, we we did we, you know, disclosure. We 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 already taped our interview with Jaden for Thursday. Uh, so I, we, the, I'm I'm just going to drop a, a little bit of sound in here from him, uh, the man who was had the ball at his feet in that moment. Let's hear how uh, he experienced it. The goal obviously was a great save by Burn, um, mm-hmm. which uh, get a he's, he's a monster. We kind of see it in training, so I kind of expected him to save it. Um, so yeah, I was pretty confident and. Uh, we kind of we don't work on that same training, but I'm always the one that's on the edge of the box waiting for anything to fall or any second balls to land. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously he saved it enough. Cheney's cleared it away, and I've just seen it bounce. And I'm just yeah, man, just try to get to it as fast as I can. Obviously without fouling the player, and then once I've initially gone to the ball, I've kind of checked my shoulder and seen that I'm in loads of space, and there's just one defender. So it's, for me, it was in a, like a, a dream scenario man so it was just kind of like there was kind of like three different things going in my mind like do I play do I play it to my left where I had um cello running mm-hmm. or did I play it early to I think it was uh Steven or Aiden, Aiden who yeah. behind Cheney yeah. yep yep um but then I'd see Cheney busting the gut and so I thought let me just draw this defender out and just wait till he kind of commits to me and which I did, and when hoping and praying that Cheney would finish it when he when when he when he got on it, and he did, man. So it was kind of it was a surreal moment, man. And obviously celebrating with the fans and the players was was, was so good. So I don't think uh, there's many moments or feelings so far in my career that have come quite close to that. So yeah, man, it was a great great experience. Uh, and listen to the rest of that interview on Thursday. Watch your feeds because it's a, it's a good one. Um, but that, as as cool as it was, and again, I have never seen that happen live. Have you? No. Man, I've, I've seen penalties be saved live. I've seen just counterattacks where right. the attack completely overwhelms the defense. I've never seen a penalty save turn into a goal. Um, yeah, the, the only one, I mean, everybody, soccer nerds will remember Watford doing that against Leicester City in the uh, championship semifinal, the playoff semifinal. Um, Troy Deeney. So uh, Christian Cheney is a new Troy Deeney. I saw that on Twitter. Uh, I did find one other example in the uh, Arabian Gulf League, mm. uh, <laughs> but I've but I've never seen it happen to go from that end to that end. And and it was such a huge moment because that if that penalty converts, it's three to two. And we're back to kind of being like, and, we're, oh, clinging, and <laughs> we're clinging, trying not to give up a late equalizer again. And we're all stressed out, and we're chewing our fingernails for twenty something minutes. No, more than that. 35 minutes. It was the 55th minute, so we would have been more than a half hour left in the match uh, to cling to a one-goal lead. And just like that, it goes from 3-2, and now it's 4-1, to one, and the game is out of reach, and Madison's putting it away. Just well, it also game. felt like it was kind of significant where right when that fourth goal happens, Daniel Wu gets subbed out, Labovitz gets subbed out, Gavilanas yep. gets subbed out, and it was almost like a just waving the white flag at that Kinda, point. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, and that, yeah, then you, then you felt it was just like, can we get one more? Or can we see this out? Um, now we did have to. It did become a little bit more difficult in the 70th minute when Jaden Nonan gets sent off, which we feel is absurd and ridiculous. It was, it was ridiculous, but um, I was, I was watching on my phone in line for ice cream at this point. This is, <laughs> this is the 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 dad going to the game with the kids thing. Yep. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it but it happens it's fine um 
but I, but the people behind me appreciated that I had ESPN on my phone, so they were like watching over my shoulder. Uh, so it's a goal kick. Um, uh, Walker from Greenville uh, and and Wheels Andrew Omenu, who has come on at this point, um, kind of get tangled up. It didn't wasn't anything in it. I don't think it was just it's kind of got tangled up. And Walker was on the ground, on his back, and Wheels kind of ended up standing over him, like not intentionally, I don't think, unless Wheels said something to him, which is entirely possible. Um, but Walker stood up and like hooked Andrew's leg and threw him down. And Andrew comes, gets, stands up, and Walker then shoves him, like, you were the one who threw him down. Tell me, what are you doing? You know. But again, Andrew might have had some words. I, we don't know. But in any case, as soon as Walker shoves wheels, Jaden comes flying in to protect his teammate. Didn't put his arms up. Didn't nope. push him with his hands. Didn't touch him in the face. Didn't hit him in the head. Didn't headbutt him. Just chested him. And Walker was a little bit off balance. Fell down. Then it's a skirmish, right? Then the goalies are running in. The bullpen pitchers are coming in. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, Everybody's pushing. Christian Cheney. Hilariously, bear hugged Devin Boyce from behind and like just lifted him up and carried him away, which he got a yellow card for that. Cheney did. I, I, I think he was trying to defuse the situation. Trying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, even, but even at the end of the practice, Lucas Coutinho from Greenville and Onan Jaden were just were really jawing at each other. Um, and there was a almost a ten minute delay. It and took a while. The referees like. talked it over, which, to be fair, you, 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 I do like to see the referees when they, when they talk it over. Uh, it sucks when they talk it over and still come to the wrong conclusion. Um, but was it Walker that got the yellow for? Yeah, Walker got the yellow card. Uh, for, for Cheney got... the, yep, Cheney got the yellow for picking up Devin Boyce. Walker got the yellow card for throwing wheels to the ground. And Onan got a red card for coming Quote, unquote, violent afterwards. conduct. Right. It's always the retaliation that gets punished, right? Yep. Like that's the that's unfortunately the the the, the idiom that and it, it's kind of true. Um, you know, the referee did explain herself to Jaden, um, and and we'll, we'll you know we have more of that from Jaden in the in the interview on Thursday. But uh, really unfortunate because he was he's been having, he's been playing so well. Yeah, and, and he played well against Chicago House. He played well against Lexington, uh, and he was on fire. He had he had basically a hat trick of assists. I mean, the, the the first goal he won't get credited with an assist because it went off Tyler Pollock's head. But like he created three, all three goals that Madison scored were off of Jaden's foot in one way or another. Um, and now he's got to sit out the Charlotte match, which is in two weeks. So he's going to be basically off the field for three. He's going to be playing that whole 90 minutes on Saturday for the UW friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He'll be taking it out on the poor, poor badgers. Um, But anyway, but it it sucks. But so at that point, then they kind of, they just, they didn't shift too much. They made a couple more subs. They, they kind of settled into a four, four, one. Um, Kind of just to see the game out. Cause that, yeah. Cause at this point. Yeah. But they did almost get two more goals. Like they yeah. had a couple, couple more chances, even down a man at that point, uh, you know, Greenville, like you said, it kind of waved the white flag at that point too. They weren't really creating much chances. Um, but to their credit, Madison saw it out uh, 11 minutes of stoppage time because of that long conversation, um, you know, get well into the triple digit of minutes. Um, but great night all around other than the, other than that, you know, marred by a red card, which kind of sucks, but um Really, really fun night at Bree Stevens. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, for a home opener, you know, you can't ask for anything more. Um, I know there's I, someone had a stat where for in their five home openers, Ford Madison has not lost, um, yep. three draws and two wins. Yep. I, that was one of those games where I, I would say it out to the match. I was like, that probably was one of the best Ford Madison matches I've been to. Like, I wasn't there for the thrashing of North Texas back in 2019 i wasn't there for that tucson game where it was kind of like i missed those games so for me like the best game i've seen at Bree stevens yeah it's probably this and last year's heady derby win like those are probably mm. like the two and i think a lot of it was just how energized everyone was how good the team looked it, it just had that it just had a big game feel to it 
Yeah, yeah, and it had 3,300 people there, which is not bad for an opener in April. Yeah. Right, right. We'll, we'll, we will settle in probably around 4,000 per game, but to start the season at 3,300 is great. A couple interesting um, game stats. Uh, we only had 38% of possession. Like, that is an unusual for a Matt Glazer team, right? Um, but they were able to score twice on counters. When you can score on counters, that's okay. It, it, it was kind of like I said, just the out Greenville, Greenville, and I, I don't know how much of it, and I wonder how much of that was kind of skewed by the sending off as well. But even right. that is still probably a 60 40, maybe even right, like right. 55 45 at that point. But mm-hmm. no, um, it was interesting to see how many more passes Greenville had than Madison. I think Greenville had. Hundred and almost 130 more passes. Yeah, yeah, and our, our passing accuracy was only 68, percent which is, I mean, last year we were best in the league in the upper 80s, so that is, you know, slight concern perhaps, but it doesn't. But when you uh, when you get when you put four goals on the board, kind of doesn't matter what to do the rest of the time. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say you you did you did what you needed to. You got the ball in the net, and how you'd go about it is totally fine. 63 long path long passes as well. Um, I think with, you know, Mel and Kroll especially being able to kind of send those balls a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I, I did notice that um, against Omaha and Lexington, uh, our boys were really trying to build out from the back, uh, from the back, back, back. Like they, even goal kicks were going short. And um, and the short, it was short passes, slow, long buildup. Whereas um, this game against Greenville, there were more of those long balls and they were, and they were succeeding. They weren't mm-hmm. just hopeful. They weren't like hopeful long balls. Let's see what happens. They were intentional like we see we see space that someone can get that yeah, Derek exactly. or steven or christian can win kind of long exactly ball. exactly so again wonderful night to Bree stevens um up next the friendly you mentioned against the university of wisconsin uh on saturday at Bree stevens field then we host uh top of the table charlotte independence uh, right now as we're speaking there's three teams in the league that remain unbeaten it's for madison charlotte independence and northern colorado so it might be a meeting of unbeatens on the 29th, um, depending on what Charlotte does this weekend. Because Madison does not have a competitive match. We have their friendly. Um, but we'll see what happens. Charlotte uh, also plays tomorrow on, well, tomorrow by the time it, this episode drops. But they oh, right. Wednesday. Charlotte has midweek. So Charlotte may have, have two matches this week. So yeah, two matches before we see them. So if they're still unbeaten after two more matches, I, I'll be a little concerned. But, yeah. <laughs> but they're playing very, very well. All credit to, to Charlotte. Um Let's uh, let's go around the league a little bit here. Have you had a chance to look at any of these games? I know you, we should mention Kyle hosts Walking Ninety, where you talk league wide stuff. So, have you any of these games? These other games from the weekend? Jump out I saw Omaha, North Carolina, because that was early enough that I was able to right. watch. Because um, I think Richmond Noco started at the same time. Right. The same um, time as ours, yeah. It, that was a chaotic game to say the least with <laughs> North yeah. Carolina. I think there's a penalty within the first like first minute. minute. <laughs> first minute is a penalty awarded. And there were four yellow that. cards. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the like it within was, the it first was the, it was the the yellow card guy. The the ref who always is handed out Jervis, yes. Jervis, um yeah. in the first 25 minutes we had a penalty and four yellow cards. <laughs> That was exactly how the That's, one would expect the match to go. But I, I think it was just one of those. I did watch that. And it was just, it was kind of the same thing with the Madison match. Omaha had all this possession, but yeah. North Carolina yeah. is the one that kind of gets the ball, gets on the counter and is able to kind of be more clinical. Like granted one of the goals being a penalty early definitely helped. And it right. forced so, Omaha um, to kind so of Omaha, chase the game. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Omaha's chasing the whole time. And then and then Luis Perez got the second North Carolina goal, a kind of weird, wonky, lucky deflection. Right. He like yeah. he took a shot from outside the box and it hit somebody and just popped way up in the air and nothing knew who could do about it. That's that's one of those where you just take it and accept it and move it just Hold on. you just take and accept it. <laughs> um now Joe Gallardo almost scored uh late in the match, hit hit the hit the crossbar and then did score uh on a banger of a free kick. Uh, but that was uh, it was too little, too late by then. Um, that Richmond Noco game, they Richmond drew over five thousand people. Yeah, which is wild. Good for them. Uh, but that ends up in a zero-zero draw. Twenty shots between the two sides, but only four on target. 
uh, total. So it was, that was a that was a classic for a Madison match. Uh, and uh, congratulations to Lexington Sporting Club. They get their first ever win with a two-one victory over Tormenta. Uh, Owen Green, give this one to Owen Green, the man named for his club's color. Cleared one off the line in the eleventh minute to keep it zero-zero. Uh, Nico Brown scores for Lexington on a free kick rebound. Uh, Jackson Corey converts a penalty for Tormenta. And then Owen Green, again, scores a winner. Very clever header over TJ Bush, who was off his line. That was his first professional goal. He, he played for Tormenta last year. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's just cruel for Tormenta. But... Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, fantastic. That was, that, was a, that was a fun game. I, uh, I, it was kind of happening at the same time as ours, but I watched portions of it later. Uh, but you know, good, good, good for Lexington. Congratulations on your first win and your first home win. Yeah. Uh, let's um, let's finish strong uh, with some some shout outs. Uh, Kyle, why don't you go first? All right, my first shout out is going to be the flock end. Um, just high energy. It was great to see all the fans. It was pretty packed. So mm-hmm. you know, people could definitely have gotten discouraged after how the Open Cup went, but yeah. everyone was in pretty much positive spirits. It was it was just a very good energy, kind of one of those where you don't see that until it gets warmer and it's more in the summer when I think people get more settled in. It was like just from the jump, it was uh, great. So shout out to the flock end for bringing the energy right from the get go and kind of being able to maintain it throughout the match as well. So my yeah. uh, my first shout out is for the band himself, Jaden Onan. We talk a lot about him today. Uh, can't 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 let it go and not give him a shout out. Cause uh, you know, he spent, he spent many years toiling on the bench of U 23 teams in uh, and, and B sides in England. And he's come over here and suddenly he's the man with the spotlight on him. I mean, Christian Cheney was the guy he, he was brought in to be the guy. Jaden Onan is becoming the other guy. I think like he is, is really coming out strong. He's got, he had the, the two and a half assists in this one. Um, and uh, made a massive impact in this game, even though he only played 70 minutes of it. So uh, I am really excited about everything, um, about everything he brings. Yeah. And for my second shout out, uh, you had already put yours in before I had a chance. So I was kind of like, I saw Jane and I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, I'll do this person. <laughs> right. Nope. Never mind. I was like, you know what? The whole Madison attack, um, just yeah. yes. clinical. I mean, when all of, you know, you have two your two starting strikers in Morrow and Cheney scoring. You get Der- Derek to score. You get Jaden providing all the assists. It, it was just one of those, as we talked about with the penalty save, just having that flying V. It was just a very <laughs> potent, threatening attack from Madison. And I, I think it was one of those where, again, you can just see the quality. You can kind of see the guys gelling so well. And it was, I think it was just a good all around showing, you know, it's not, yes, Cheney was still brought in to be the guy, but it kind of showed like there are other players that can step in when needed. Absolutely. And and the word you said was absolutely right. It's clinical, which is, that's what's, that was what was lacking last year. That's what was lacking a little bit, even against Lexington. They just like that sort of the clinical finish. They had it this week and I, and I'm hoping that they keep it. Um, my second shout out is on the end of the field, Bird Shipman. Um, we haven't seen a lot of huge, wild, big saves from him yet. He hasn't really been tested that much, but he made the big one when it counted again in that penalty. Um, but also, uh, we heard a lot when he was signed about his demeanor, that he's very calm, and that's a very good thing to be as a goalkeeper. Um, and I mentioned the defending before our, our, defend, our defenders obviously are top talent of this league. Um, but even when Greenville was was trying to create something in the box, it never felt chaotic, right? It never felt like we were going to – it never felt disorganized. It burned – it just kept everybody organized, everybody calm, and it was um, it was just a really solid defensive effort, and I think Burn Shipman had a lot to do with that. Yeah, I think when you're able to exude that calm presence, it allows your defenders to feel you know more confident and calm, like, okay, this guy's got our back. So it was definitely good to see on that end as well. So uh, I mean, making the penalty is huge. Right now, Burns doing pretty well. Like it, it, I would say, the Omaha game was a little shaky, but since then, you know, he hasn't been called on. But when he has been, he's made the saves that he needed to. We, I mean, yeah. he had that save against Lexington yep. when they had you know, a couple of chances. He got the leg save as well. So you know, when Burns sixes leg out, just assume it's going to get saved. Absolutely right. 
And then my third shout out, whoever controls the weather. I don't know if that's mother nature. I don't know. Like I got to give a shout out to that because a theological shout out <laughs> going into that match. There was concerns of there's it's going to storm. And I was like, yes. Oh, great. Here we go. I was going to bring my oldest um, to the game, but initially I saw the weather and I was like, Oh, might storm in case it gets delayed. I don't need to bring a three-year-old. That's just going to be a disaster for everyone. So I left him home, but thankfully the weather was really really great was from gorgeous. start start to finish it, the storm really didn't come by until like 10 45 so yeah yeah coming home from post-match uh i got caught up in that storm which was <laughs> great but you know overall like whoever controlled the weather it was good perfect weather that you can ask for sunny warm it was great the rain held off thankfully um so I, i'm gonna have that third shout out is weather Fortuning because we saw last year we did not get good weather. earlier in the year <laughs> like the weather was not was not good at all and two matches and we've gotten pretty good weather so yeah it's been good uh my third five shout out stefan's soccer they are not a sponsor uh this is not a, a paid endorsement uh but they really came through for me this weekend my daughter amelia uh is has is, my oldest child and my youngest child both have weirdly wide feet and uh, uh, yeah, uh which, is, which is weird because they're not even like one's adopted one's not it's weird uh but they're very similar in many ways but um so <laughs> she's like, like a normal like size five person but she has to wear like women's seven shoes because her feet are just so wide and we could not find soccer shoes that would fit it would, without being like clown shoes long so i, I was calling around I, was calling around, I called i called stefan's they're like we don't have actually wide sizes but we have some that work for you so we found out so we went in they hooked us up with some New Balance, perfect size. She made her game. They got completely destroyed in their game, but she had very nice. Of course, footwear. but that's fine. Very nice footwear. Uh, so, Stefan Soccer, big shout out to you and your staff. And if you wanted to become a sponsor, you know, you know where to find us. That'll do it for us this week. Thanks so much to Kyle Carr. You follow him at Kyle Coche. You listen to Walking Ninety. What else you got going on? We got the Brew Hoop podcast. So the Milwaukee Bucks playoff started. We're not going to talk about Game One, and then. I'm just going to leave with that. <laughs> we will begin on game two. Uh, and uh, I am your host, Rob Chapel at Rob Chapel 365 on Twitter. Talk, follow the show at Talk and Flock. That's also me. Uh, uh, Talk and Flock is a production of the Soda Soccer Network, produced by Jeremy Rushing. Have a great week, and we will see you again soon.